Hey, remember these rubber half balls that you'd invert, put on the ground, and wait for them to violently jump upwards? Well, I found one, and now I'm obsessed. What are these even called? Hold on. Okay, so apparently they're called ploppers, which must have been a very interesting marketing scheme. things are great, but also borderline dangerous. I remember being hit by one of these once. I'm still glad I found it, you know, enjoying the small things in life as the rest of it waves goodbye, getting onto a train that will bring them straight back to the land of why. Throughout the beginning of this week, my headache kept coming and going, kind of in waves, so that wasn't fun. It's gone now, though. I think it's been gone since Wednesday. And it's been a great two days, like, really nice. And I could tell you about that, but let's get rid of the elephant in the room of this week, shall we? You'd think it's me making a decision about Martin's offer to either continue to be his intern or whatever, or just quit while we haven't wasted too much time yet, or Audrey finally checking back in. But no, I still haven't made a decision. I mean, it's me, what were you expecting? Martin hasn't even asked me again yet, that's how well he knows me. And Audrey's still off frolicking through any protocol or whatever she's doing. In my recent spamming of her phone and email account, I have made it perfectly clear that I do not, for a second, believe she's actually just working, though I'm still not admitting to knowing she's Stargirl. I don't want to get myself or her in trouble. The elephant is, in fact, say it with me now, Gordon. Yeah, that's right. The boyfriend I've been neglecting and avoiding very intentionally, because he's a murder-happy criminal and my morals are only mad scientist levels of corrupt, sorry. He'd been taking my bad mood in stride this last week, which was very annoying, and because I've been running low on excuses, my headache served me well in at least one aspect. I don't want to go oversee a cash transaction in an abandoned warehouse today, honey. I've got a headache. I'm staying in. Worked great, and... Bank robbery? Not today. There's this thing my roomie still wants me to do at the flat. Also, my head hurts. Got him a bit frustrated at first, but when I added the headache part, he ground his teeth and accepted it. Health first, you know. But the excuses weren't the problem. On Monday afternoon, I was doing my independent study for college in the living room. Yes, I still occasionally do that. Martin was there too, working on a blueprint that was much more exciting than what I was doing, and I kept asking him questions whenever I got bored. I got a call from Gordon. He sounded super stressed, not scared. I don't think Gordon can feel that emotion. Just kind of on edge, telling me to come by now as soon as possible. There was something bad happening. I truly do not know why he thought in that moment calling me in such a situation would be a good idea, but he hung up before I could ask. I thought about calling the cops, but then I remembered the shrine of weapons he owns and the fact that I definitely touched a bunch of them as he showed them or lent them to me for aesthetic purposes. I instead told Martin exactly where I was going, obviously on edge, after which he handed me a small disc telling me to keep it on my person. The fact that Martin has a prepared tracker in case I get kidnapped is simultaneously reassuring and worrying and makes me wonder how much Martin knows about my effed up relationship, but I digress. And as I made my way to Gordon's, the pocket knife he gave me ready in my, well, pocket, where else, 
I also activated the recording on my phone. I would just play what I recorded, but... Yeah, turns out recording from your pocket is not very effective if your phone is already crap. Long, dramatic story short, but still equally traumatic. When I got there, Gordon was not alone. A masked, I don't know, gang member or something, and we're talking ski mask territory, not superhero mask, was wrestling with him and not in a, oh, we're such good friends kind of way. I obviously kind of freaked out and Gordon yelled at me to do something, but that only resulted in the guy noticing me, so he went for me instead. I somehow instinctively kicked him in the stomach once he was close enough, my Krav Maga training shining through the panic, which gave Gordon enough time to wrestle him back down, but then they were still trying to kill each other, and I didn't really know what to do, and, and I was freaking out, obviously, and I was going back and forth in my head. Do I want Gordon to die? Would that solve my problems? Would the other guy kill me? Would Gordon kill me if he realized I didn't help him? And in the end, none of that really mattered, because one of the two screamed at me. I don't even remember which one, but I guess my brain thought, this is my cue, and so I stabbed the guy. So much for the elephant in the room. I mean, the guy pushed me away and took off towards the door cursing. I didn't stab him anywhere vital, I, I don't think. I was in a kind of shocked daze right after. Gordon took after the guy first, so I was just having a mental breakdown back in his flat, still clutching the bloody pocket knife, until eventually he comes back, cursing and subsequently realizing I'm also still there. He, he pried the knife from my fingers and told me everything was okay, that I'd saved him and that we needed each other, that this was proof, that he'd never let me go. He was making me feel worse, of course, but I couldn't have told him even if I wanted to. It was really hard to pry myself away from him after that, but, but I had to get out of there. And now it's been four days. I have seen him once since, and that was yesterday. He was his complete usual self, like nothing ever happened. It made it easy to become his Amelia myself as well. I just felt so removed from it all, like I was watching someone else interact with him, watching someone else be praised and embraced, and... I have to do something about him. Even if I call the police, I, I don't feel that would be enough. How can anyone be like that? So okay, so... After something like that... I need to do something about him. I just don't know how yet. And I know if I fail, he kills me. The safe option remains to just stay with him, keep him at bay, while also keeping him close. <sighs> I'm disgusted by how easy that is for me to do, no matter how hard the choice to do it was. So yeah. Ploppers are fun. Also, Martin cheered me up on Wednesday. He left me alone when I came back home on Monday, but he definitely saw how broken I was after that. I did wash my hand and face before leaving Gordon's. I got away by insisting on going home because I'd feel safer there, in a place the attacker did not know about, which made sense to him, thank God. No way I was going to spend the night. I did consider going to Audrey's, but then I knew I'd feel safer with Martin. Anyway, college was hell on Tuesday and Wednesday, even if the shock had gone, and then, out of the blue, Martin says we're going to the movies. We watched a kind of crappy sci-fi flake that was unintentionally hilarious, and for the whole rest of the day I didn't even think about Gordon.
After the movies, we walked home and discussed all the bad tech from the movie. It was great. I could unwind, and once we got home, he obviously cooked something for me. Right on schedule. Chicken with awesomely baked potatoes. No idea how he even makes those things. And baby carrots. The only vegetables I'll eat in bulk without protest. He also had a dessert. Chocolate pudding. Which is rare, and it was amazing. He did say something about having to cook for myself again for a bit now, since he's got a lot going on. Which made me scowl, but I get it. He has a lot to do, and I would be selfish to insist my meals are more important than his work. Which, judging from his moods, is going great. I'll leave things on this positive note for now. No news or anything. This is the mood I, I want to have. Like, always, please. Everything else... Just go away. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is an unwilling demon slayer.